0: Hello and welcome to the episode of the Joyful Friar podcast. I'm Father Nathan Castle, and I'm grateful that you're choosing to spend a little time with me and my guest today. Uh, my guest today is, say it for us, please. Manuel Guzman. He's my friend, and I've known him for years, but I hardly ever call him by his full name. And it's, it's uh, just when he says it, it, it uh, has a, a resonance. Anyway, he's a delightful guy. Uh, Manny, tell people a little bit about yourself, what you do for a living, and kind of how we
1: know each other. Thanks so much for having me, Father Nathan. Uh, So I'm a seventh-generation Arizonan. My family uh, is one of those uh, areas where the border moved around them. Uh, And so uh, we know each other through uh, campus ministry, really. I'm here at the University of Arizona's Newman Center, uh, which is about 100 miles south of where I grew up. Uh, in a small town of Superior, Arizona. I'm a lay Dominican, it's a wonderful opportunity to to just explore what is truth. And, um, you know, Dominic, uh, his last name was also Guzman. Yes. Made me pretty uh, popular. I got here and there were Dominicans around me. They, uh, that was a connection right away. It's deepened in me as well. Right, and we're coming so, to uh, you from
0: Tucson, Arizona, and uh, you went to school here at the University of Arizona, right?
1: Studied under Father Bob Burns in the Religious Studies Department, and it's a joy to be able to give back. What's your job title? Yeah, the, the title is Business Manager, uh, but in, in practice at a campus ministry, you know, we're all campus ministers. So I do help uh, run the back end of stuff, but it really is a ministry of presence and, and you know, walking with students. And I know I received a lot when uh, I was here in undergrad, and it's great to be able to, to keep that going for our
0: audience I invited Manny to be on uh, this episode because all souls uh, or Dia de los Muertos and I thought it would be uh, interesting and so much of the work that I'm known for online has to do with souls that have died and uh, the ongoing life of a person after we leave this body is uh, a lot of what I do you have a particular expertise I think all the way from childhood about being immersed in a culture where Dia de los Muertos is uh, celebrated. I sometimes think of you as being an expert in being fragmented. <laughs> tell, tell our people a little bit about what it feels like to not be whole, to be pulled in many directions at once.
1: Uh, there's, a, there's a little slogan that I say a lot of, never boring. Never uh, boring. I've never had the same day twice. Um, my, my role can be, um, you know, someone coming in for a parking pass, to unclogging a toilet, to meetings, to to counsel a student that that just uh, had a rough exam, um, to the joyful things of of joining the community for prayer, you know, in our chapels. So it, it just kind of depends on the day and and what's going on. Um, and and you're right, it's it's like I have to do bookkeeping, um, and then I have to help a parent. Uh, uh, you know, get paperwork together to baptize their child, but also uh, invite them into the depth of, of what that means, right? So, I, I
0: came looking for you a little earlier today because the internet was out, so, <laughs> so sometimes Manny's got the job description at this Newman Center, at University of Arizona, where it's uh, <laughs> such a grab bag that it would, it would be easy to feel pulled in a lot of different directions at once, and mm-hmm. I feel like a plenty of people listening or watching this probably know what that feels like well the idea of being a whole um, is somehow being able to move through your life without letting it pull you apart with, um, with having a kind of I don't know a sense of oneness wholeness goodness um, peace to be able to move through um, whatever is in front of you and do your duty and um, anyway to that we have all souls and on that day, we don't presume that all of these people are whole. Maybe they're three quarters, you know, <laughs> maybe they're halfway or they're on their way towards the fullness of all that they could be, but um, uh, die at a time when that process is, was still in the works. And so I, I honor my parents on that day because I think they were wonderful people. And on all, uh, on All Souls Day, I think of that as their feast day.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it really is a, a little bit of a season that, that leads up to the actual day, you know, just so many traditions of, of remembering, uh, this idea of, of, uh, you know, keeping the presence of these people alive, uh, the legacy alive, uh, in ourselves and the connections that we have, uh, absolutely. That ties in. And, you know, I, I think, um, saints uh we have saints that we can name in our own lives right that are heroes uh in our in our families and then you know the the sense of of all souls um it's just seem it's a seamless transition into all of that
0: you grew up in a small town called superior which is what is it a little more than an
1: hour's drive north of tucson that's about a hundred miles so uh, just shy of two hours what was that like for you growing up there well I, I would say it was more uh, with respect to my family, um, the cemetery uh, in our hometown is is uh, you know the, the movies make them to be spooky places, and that was never my experience with the cemetery. It was hollowed ground right to that that word um, you know, this sense of this is where my loved ones are resting. Uh, the ground is blessed. Um, many times we're there for those blessings at the cemetery for funerals so you know it was never really it wasn't a scary place for me mm-hmm. and, uh, I grew up in a tradition where um you know the the graves were regularly maintained um as a sign of respect and honor and it wasn't just about cleaning up it was also telling the stories um you know here here is uh, here's what what this grandfather did or this grandmother um you know the and, and some of them are, are, are like, uh, you know, she had, she had a lot of attitude and it was awesome. You know, it, it, it's, it's just these memories of, of keeping them alive. And so my experience of, of especially Dia de, de los Muertos, uh, would kick that up a notch. Um, you know, I, I have a memory of, uh, cleaning with my grandfather and there was a jug of water, um, attached with some wire on the side of, of, uh, his grandmother's grave and, and i said well tato what's that And he said well that's that's for you know the this it's for our loved ones and it didn't feel weird at all it, it just it made sense it's like oh yeah they, they might get thirsty is that is that what it was some
0: idea of uh of giving them a drink
1: exactly Reminds
0: me of Egypt with all those, you know, pharaohs <laughs> getting all kind of food and drink uh, buried with
1: them. Exactly that 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 same sense of of um, of connection.
0: Some people might have um, their experience of cemeteries might be corporately owned places yeah. with lawns where all the graves have to be flat so that the mower can go over them, and uh, and where part of what you paid for was the corporate maintenance of it. It doesn't sound like yeah. what you're talking about in Superior.
1: No, no, this is this is uh you know, small town, almost old west uh kind of feel to it. Um, you know, our our town doesn't have this giant crew of of people. So like, one of the things that I do now is I help organize cleanups uh periodically over there. And you know, it uh it, I get so um moved by the messages that we'll receive from people that are all over the world, literally that say, thank you. I can't make it over there myself. Um, so thank you for taking care of, of my loved ones resting places or maybe they've their health and their age doesn't allow them to do that.
0: It sounds like you're doing social media cemetery cleanup. Is that what you're talking about? How would these, people know, you're doing it.
1: Absolutely. You know, we, we, um, are trying to generate more volunteers as well, and and also this sense of we have to remember we have to take care of our people. Um, you know, we, let's not wait for somebody else to go clean the graves, or just be worried about the ones that 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 uh, we know. Um, you know, the the entire space is is sacred, is hallowed ground. And,
0: so, do you bring um, a lunch or something? It sounds like it's a lot of physical labor, so it sounds like that you is, want to take a break at some point. And
1: yeah, are- we do it. We do it very early in the morning because of Arizona's uh, wonderful heat, Yeah. Uh, and uh, make sure that we provide water and shade, and and yeah, we'll, we'll provide some food. The idea of celebration atmosphere is 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 tied to all of this. Um, you know, not to be afraid of death, but. It really is a celebration of of that connection with our people. No, they're not here physically with us anymore, but we honor their memory. We tell their stories, um, and, and we are connected to that to then, you know, be able to keep that legacy going in our own lives.
0: So you brought a little show and tell, didn't you? Sure, I did. You have to dis- whatever you got. You you show you have to describe <laughs> because some people are listening on a podcast and others are watching on a video. Yeah.
1: On well, the thing about the los Muertos, I, I think in in this in 2022 is we're in this post Coco era uh, with Disney's movie uh, Coco, uh, which I think also allowed a lot of people to rediscover the Book of Life, uh, which came out uh, a few years prior to that, uh, which you know the a playful way of describing the Mexican uh, celebrations. And and really, this is um, pre-colonial honoring of our loved ones. And after the church uh, had its presence in the New World, um, I think something beautiful was born by this coming together of, of, uh, you know, not being afraid of death, um, but also honoring them with All Souls Day. And so that, that's why this intersection all comes. So there's, uh, I brought, this is, uh, these are corn husk marigolds uh, wow. that, are, that are made. Um, you know, fresh ones are always great, but in the Arizona heat, these, these ones don't wilt. But, uh, you know, this, this flower is representative. Uh, you'll see this in a lot of what are called ofrendas or altars, they're offerings uh this sense of connection especially around the other Muertos, uh for our loved ones um also have some some hummingbirds here wow. uh, hummingbirds butterflies uh, these images of of uh, visitation uh, of presence of uh, um, you know I, I see a hummingbird and i smile and i think of my grandmother you know it's it's like uh uh she always had hummingbirds buzzing around her home and and if i can smile and just say you know i love you nana uh, it, it that, that's what this celebration is about is, is again um calling the presence back into our awareness i'd do the same my mom had a great
0: love of hummingbirds she had a hummingbird feeder that hung over the sink so that when she was at the sink doing dishes or anything else in the kitchen she might look out the window and see the hummingbirds, and then it was easy to buy for her because uh, uh, glass hummingbirds are pretty easy to find in gift shops. Mm. And I could always get her a next hummingbird, and she never got tired of getting a new one. <laughs> so they would hang on a little, you know, fishing line and catch the light and stuff. Whenever I see a hummingbird, it makes me think of my mom.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and you know, presence is is different uh, after death, but. It's not emptiness, and uh, it, it's so important to be able to tell those stories and, and 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 call it to mind. And this time of year really just helps that uh, as well. And and again, it's celebration. So you know, you you uh, see ofrendas that are made, and it includes the food that that they liked. Well, tell us more about that. Is the ofrenda at the at the grave site, or is it at home, mm-hmm. or about- I think it's all of the above nowadays. Um, this uh, I think traditionally it was at the cemeteries, um, and, and in parts of Mexico, especially that still continues. Um, in my hometown, it uh, it hasn't been so much the cemeteries, but but more at home. Um, this idea of a little prayer corner, um, you know, with loved ones' pictures and candles, and and you know maybe a, a little uh, a cup of coffee. Wow. <laughs> You know, my my grandmother, my maternal grandmother loved her coffee and, you know, just little little pieces like that.
0: I think some people that don't really know Apprentice might might uh, think of, about a funeral they've been to at the back in the vestibule of the church or at the back of the funeral home where there's some display of artifacts um, for, for my mom. Here's a shout out to Houston Astros who are in the World Series for the fourth time in six years. <laughs> And there she is, and you know she was such an Astros fan that we would have had that on her ofrenda had she had one. Uh, that's kind of what you mean, isn't it? Some things that bring a smile and that remind you of uh, of, of something happy in the life of the person you're honoring.
1: Absolutely, yeah, that's key. Well, again, c- it's telling the stories.
0: Yeah. At the cemetery, would there be any kind of formal ritualized prayer, or is or no?
1: Um, it 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 can be that I think that depends on the church and, uh-huh. and the presence in the community. I think for the people, it, it would be more of a celebration kind of piece. Um, again, making sure the graves were clean uh, yeah. as a sign of honor, but but you know, drink, song, food, all of that. Um, uh-huh. And I know, it, at least for me, you know, prayer is absolutely a, a piece of that as yeah. well.
0: I know at the cemetery that I will be buried in in Benicia, California, our Dominican cemetery, there's uh, there's always a mass said on that day. It's a Catholic cemetery, so if, and, and we Dominicans own it. So it might be a little different than a public cemetery, but we, we have a mass on that day, and people come out, and it's usually very windy. So everything that you bring to the mass has to be kind of tied down to keep it from floating away, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah, we just got a new priest in my hometown, and I was pleased to see that he's going to be offering uh, two masses on All Souls Day, one at the church, but then he's going to do one at the cemetery. And, uh, and then
0: we also have the practice uh, that isn't just uh, among um, Latino American Catholic folk. Um, I think a lot of the other you know, European immigrant subsets of the Catholic Church in the U.S. have at least the custom of... Uh, a book of the dead, of writing down the names of your dad and having them. Do, do you do that? Are you in charge of that at Newman Center?
1: Yeah. So the entire month of November is, is the month of remembrance. And so we do display a book where uh, we invite our people to write the names of their loved ones in the book. We pray for them by, uh, by intention as a community during that month. So again, it, it's just this, this season of, of remembrance and connection. Mm-hmm.
0: What about um, sugar skulls? You see them more and more uh, common now. Um, th- was that a part of your growing up?
1: Not necessarily. I think that that's a, a piece that has become more uh, uh, popular because of cocoa. But uh, again, the sense of not being afraid of death, almost mocking death. Um, you know that that's woven into. To the playfulness of of what it means to to celebrate this this holiday, you know, it's it's not Mexican Halloween. Yeah. Uh, it it really is uh, about telling the stories, and so sugar skulls or or just even the the image of skeletons uh, was this representation of those who had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not something to be afraid of, but but uh, a way to describe. Uh, the different place that they're in the, the
0: overarching story for us is that death is a moment that we move through and we keep going and even though when we're uh, when we've just been faced with the death of a loved one there's that empty feeling of loss and separation and so on but we try to remind ourselves that's only one side of the coin that our our loved ones are still alive They needn't be thought of as far, far away. Um, They can be thought of as nearby. It makes it easier that way. I, I can't tell you how many times in the course of a day I'm, I'm uh, talking to somebody I know that has died uh, and presuming their presence. I just grew up in a family where that was commonplace.
1: It sounds like you did too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, I've I've lost all my grandparents, uh, and I, I talk to them a lot. Uh, you know my my nana mary had this beautiful tradition where uh when it when it was raining because we don't get a lot of rain in the desert um e- even if it was torrentially raining she would just open the door and step outside let the water hit her and say i'm, I'm getting my blessing uh uh-huh. blessing and uh my whole family we do that you know it's, it's like it's it's that connection again just the sense of gratitude and, and, um, you know and and now that she's passed it's you know it's a beautiful moment to just celebrating the love that still binds us well i wasn't born
0: in arizona but i got here as quick as i could my my, my mom was born in louisiana and she, and we were from texas right across the border and she had a bumper sticker that said that i wasn't born in texas but i got here as quick as and one of the things I learned, and, and there, southeast Texas, where I'm from, is very swampy, and it rains all the time. Uh, and so rain was no big deal for me until I moved to the desert. And then we get these enormous monsoon storms in the summertime, and you'd think the last thing you ought to do is stand outside a lightning storm, but that's what people in Arizona do. <laughs> they just they want to be out with, with all this energy and uh, stand in there
1: and get rained on. <laughs> Yeah, and and social media lights up as well, you know. Yeah, that's right. Know the weather report. Sure. Well,
0: do you have a a parting message for our audience today on on this topic or anything we've
1: talked about? Yeah, you know, I I think it's it's so important. You were talking about wholeness, uh, Father Nathan, uh, you know, mind, body, spirit. And uh, this time of year just really allows us to, to uh, call to mind the, the spirits of our loved ones that have gone before us to tell their stories, to strengthen that connection that, you know, is family, is uh, those that we've crossed paths with. Um, and, you know, that's the vitality of our life. And, and so that's, that's what this expression is about. You know, it isn't just about looking backwards. It's also looking forward and, and being strengthened by those who have come before us. So I appreciate you giving me a chance to to share a little bit. Sure. Sure. And
0: I'm hoping that anybody that uh, listens to or sees uh, this little uh, uh episode is encouraged to uh to tap into that to to uh in in prayer remember and laugh with and call upon for for strength and encouragement uh the the souls of the ones who have already proven their love so thanks for being with us. Thanks for all the good work that you do. And those of you that tuned in today, if you would like to know um, more about um, anything that we talked about here and like to be in touch, Manny, how could people get in touch with you if they were inclined to do so?
1: Yeah, they'd be welcome to shoot me an email. It's Manny at UACatholic.org. Um, you know, always happy to to talk with others about uh, the ways that they can, their their connection with their loved ones okay and that's
0: manny at uacatholic.org and then my website is nathan-castle.com you can always make a comment there anyway
1: god bless you and thanks for being with us today